0: Hello, Texans, and welcome to the podcast. Great to have you aboard. And today I'm really excited. Randy McElvoy is our guest from Local 2, sports director. He's the number one sports guy there. He's been in the market a ton of years. He's from here, Bel Air High School, Sam Houston State. And he replaced, I think he directly replaced Chris Raggy at Channel 2. Raggy was here when I first got here in 02, and he was here years before that. Then he went to New York. That's the rest of the story. Some of you remember him. But let's get the story from Randy McElvoy, who broadcasts Southland Conference games as a play by play man. But really, the local 2 stuff is how you know and love Randy McElvoy. Okay, Randy, let's start here. I know this is a bit of a surprise to you that we're doing this, but it's kind of a this is your life audio version. There will be no guests, by the way, just me. But (laughs) I wanted to talk about your life a little bit, your career, your time in Houston, doing so many different things for Local 2. And before that, Fox Sports Southwest, which is how we met. So the early days, let's let's get into that. The early days of the Texans, because this is all about me, you see the early days of the (laughs) Texans. And you working for Fox Sports Southwest and you were doing Texans huddle with what, John Radigan? How did it go in the early days?
1: Yeah, actually, um, that was the you know when the franchise first started, I guess at that time, maybe I, I assume we were like the cable partner, maybe with the, with the franchise. So we would do a weekly show. And uh, initially I did it solo um, and uh, with some help from our crew in Houston, obviously, because I was based in Dallas and here in Houston, kind of back and forth. But um, yeah, I was uh, one of the hosts of that original. I think it was the Huddle. I think it was called the Huddle back then. And the, the early days when the franchise was just starting, I remember we would do the talkbacks, kind of like what you and I are doing right now. Uh, and uh, we'd have players rolling in there at the inside the practice bubble, and then we would knock out our talkback with, you know, David Carr, whoever it may have been back in the time. And uh, and then we had the features and everything. So it was really cool being a part of the organization being new uh, back to houston in my hometown and uh it was really
0: an honor to be a part of that it was fun we were way ahead of our time really because we were doing talk backs we had a link up here at the stadium <laughs> and you guys would be in dallas and we yeah. would just put guests on and roll that way absolutely there wasn't the the the, uh, the
1: ease of zoom where you could just push a couple of buttons and, and you'd be golden you're ready to go but uh, you know, we made it happen and, and you know, just the, the newness of it all at the time, I, I do remember, you know, we were, we had Fox Southwest with the regional tie that we had, we would be, have a crew in Dallas, which where I was, and then a crew here in Houston, as you know, and uh, just being able to pop down here, whether it's football season, some baseball season, whatever it might be, uh, but growing up just five minutes away from then Reliant Stadium, uh, now NRG Stadium, Uh, It was a lot of fun, man. I was so happy that NFL football was back in Houston. All right, so you grew up in Houston. You went to Bel Air High School, right? I did. Grew grew up in Meyerland, just like I said, a few minutes away from the complex and went to Bel Air back in the 80s and uh, spent many times just across that parking lot inside the Astrodome uh, watching all kinds of games, Oilers, Astros, everything.
0: Who were some of your Houston broadcast heroes and or influences when you were a kid? Did you have any? Did you know you wanted to go into this line of work? Or was it, I might want to be an athlete, but I became this or something else? Yeah. How did that happen, Randy?
1: Well, through high school, I played baseball. So uh, my goal was obviously to play as long as I could. And I got a chance to play a little bit in college. And then after a couple of years at Sam, I, I, I hung him up. Uh, but, you know, I was addicted to the, the broadcasting bug much earlier than that. I remember vividly as a kid growing up, I mean, I was fascinated by watching the the local news and weather and sports, and yeah, I didn't know how it all worked. I I was just glued to it. I was really curious how they all how it all came together. How would the video come in, the pictures, the interviews? Uh, I remember, man, growing up in the '70s, uh, Bob Allen was my guy. You know, he was a guy I watched a lot. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones there. Uh, Uh, Channel 11, Gifford Nielsen was there in the late 70s and 80s, Uh, and it's funny because after about 86, 87, when I was in college, I had the chance to work for Giff as an intern, and then I had a chance to work for Bob and Tim Melton and that great crew over at Channel 13 for a couple of years, and I was actually hired over there part-time my last probably year and a half, two years of college. Uh, I would pack it up on weekends and I was here working 10, 12 hours a day. But I uh, learned a lot from those guys, uh, especially when I was not only growing up, and watching them. I really enjoyed watching it, but getting a chance to work for them was a lot of fun. Matt Musil, another one over at Channel 11. Uh, he was there when I was at Channel 11. And, uh, you know, learning the ropes and making mistakes was what it was all about. And then after graduation at 89, I was able to, to land my first job and just start, you know, I was so green back then. And uh but i learned a lot from them to kind of jump start me to get me going
0: all right so uh, we'll get into the in between but i want to zoom right to when you get the gig at KPRC local 2 yeah. you're the man you get the big job you're back in your hometown What was that like, that feeling that you got to get that job after everything you just described and all the guys you worked with?
1: Man, it was awesome. If you failed to mention that, I also worked at Channel 2 in college too and got to know Craig Roberts. He's another guy I want to make sure I mention. I've learned a lot from Craig. Um, Man, it was a dream come true, Mark. Um, It was one of those goals that I don't know if everybody sets them or not. I know I did. I wanted the chance. Uh, to work in my hometown. I didn't know if that opportunity would ever come up. You know how this business is. I had a great job where I was, outstanding job. I did not see myself leaving that job to be honest with you. My wife and I were very happy up there. Uh, Miss Houston for sure, but still followed it. But uh, you know, it developed, it opened. Uh, I remember the process. It was a kind of a long drawn out process to, because of the timing involved and a lot of things had to come together. And uh, man, I was so happy, uh, you know, having my family here. Most of my family's here, still here in Houston and my brother is still in Dallas-Fort Worth. But uh, dream come true, uh, working for one of the stations I had interned for and grew up watching. A few minutes down the street from where uh, I grew up, you know, all the pieces came together and uh, getting the chance to to bring it home and, uh, you know, cover the hometown teams. During the, the good days, the bad days, we've seen a little bit of everything. Over, I've been here 18 years now. I've uh, had some really good moments and had some struggling years of teams, and uh, it's still fun at
0: the end of the day to get to cover your hometown team. So, Randy, you went to Sam Houston State, and I hesitate to call it Syracuse Southwest, but maybe <laughs> we should, considering all the broadcasters who have been right. through there, particularly locally, which is kind of cool to see how many guys went and women have gone to sam houston state and become good local broadcasters and beyond your thoughts on why because you have craig ackerman you have adam Clanton, dan rather back in the day i know i'm missing a lot of people here yeah there's a there's a handful some of them are in and out of the business now they've been they've, we're in it for many many
1: years uh you know it's just one of those there's a lot of great schools out there there's no doubt about it uh, when i and i get to speak a lot at, at local high schools and I was there at Sam Houston a couple of weeks ago speaking to all those students there too uh, about my career and kind of giving them a little bit of advice as well. Um, the thing I always liked about Sam Houston, and again, I went there to play baseball and a major in broadcast journalism, was, but when that ended, I knew I had to stay get really locked in. Um, the thing I liked the most about Sam, and I still do today, that I think helps them if you know, if the student's willing to put the work in, and it's, got a, it's a two-way street there, Uh, but you're able to get hands-on experience in a wide range of things. It might be on air stuff. It might be production. It might be play-by-play. It might be, you know, you name it, you get a chance to do that because there's not a thousand people in the department. It's a smaller group. And, you know, if, if you're driven to try to get that experience and as I tell people, Uh, Now, even now, I said you got to do whatever it takes to separate yourself from the rest of the pack that's coming out and going after jobs like you are. If if you can do more and learn more, you're going to be ahead of them coming out, and you're going to have a better chance of probably landing a job a little quicker. Um, But I I I attribute it to that the, the chance to as a very almost near the beginning of my college experience there there were opportunities, and by the end of my time there, my last year and a half for too i was doing stuff here in houston a lot but during the week i was still when i got a play-by-play chance i jumped on it um uh you know anchoring sportscast on the cable channel there on campus i tried to do it shot with the camera you know you do everything to to gain experience and that's what i think sam does maybe a little bit different than some of the others some of the others do it but you can't do it till maybe you're a junior um and i think that puts you behind a little but um that's what I loved about Sam, and it was good to be there a few weeks ago and see that they're still, you know, locked in on that focus and uh, still providing opportunities for for uh, guys and
0: gals to, to get in there and get after. It. But they've got to be willing to put the time in. That's key. And covering an FBS football program, which is pretty cool. Also, yeah. Bill Shoning, another guy, voice of the Spurs, former voice of the Longhorns, who went to San Diego oh, yeah. State. Uh, Randy, Fox Sports Southwest. Now it's Bally. A lot of people are thinking, well, why are you guys even talking about this? Bally doesn't have any Houston teams. We still have shows on there. They're still on, on Xfinity accessible here in the market, but they still have the stars, the Mavericks, the Spurs, uh, the Rangers, a bunch of stuff. How did you get that gig? Because back in the day they had the Rockets and the Astros. And I know that the regionalism of it was very strong and they would sort of Homogenized the sports cast. I remember living in Miami, and two guys I think in Dallas were doing the Miami or South Florida eleven o'clock sports show or whatever they had—a half-hour sports center type show. I was one
1: of those guys. Okay, was, all right, we I, were the hub for Fox Florida. It was funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you had to understand. I mean, yeah. you had highlights and everything, but you had to act like you're really inside the South Florida sports scene. That had to be tough in many ways. Joe Zagacki, who I worked with, was a reporter yep. them uh, for a while. Absolutely. We used to pitch the stories
1: of Joe all the time and uh, no, it was crazy. I, I got the job. I was working in Beaumont at the time. I'd been there seven, eight years and had a chance to leave a couple times and just decided not to. And I, it goes back to the advice I got from uh, Tim Melton, who used to be at Channel 13 for many years. I've worked a lot with him when I was there in the late 80s. And he always told me, he said, man, don't leave just to leave. Make sure it's the right opportunity. So anyway, I just, you know, for various reasons, I, I decided to stay. The opportunity in Dallas-Fort Worth came open, and I went there originally to do uh, some other projects with the Big 12, and uh, I did their statewide high school show uh, uh, highlights, and that was year-round. And uh, then it just developed when Fox Regionals began the news operation, as basically people aren't familiar with it, basically like a regional sports center, basically. Right. we're on We're on in five states every night, Texas, Louisiana, right. Oklahoma, Arkansas, and most of New Mexico. So we had a lot to cover, pro teams, college, high school. It was it was a blast, man. Uh, I had a, good, a great time. Um, and, uh, you know, but we were also were the hub, as you mentioned, for Fox Florida. And after I was there about a year, they bumped me up to one of the main slots there. So we would be coming out of a Tampa Bay Lightning game or something, and then an hour later, we'd be coming out of a Rockets game. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> We would not leave that set for four hours sometimes, but learning back on, you know, fortunately being from this region, that helped a lot on the Southwest part of things, but I had to learn Florida quickly. I learned these hockey. You you had to spend a lot of time. I mean, we would have a lot of editorial meetings and just a lot of stuff to read up on because we were the, uh, you know, the the hub for in home team network for a lot of these hockey, uh, hockey organizations and, uh, Uh, We did NFL shows, we did everything, so just trying to stay up on it, it it was not easy, I'll tell you that, and uh, it was challenging, but it was a pretty cool challenge, you know, something I'd never done, so, you know, why not take it on and do the best you can with it, but on the southwest
0: side, man, we had a blast, it was a lot of fun. Randy, doing what you do, TV sports coverage for the local news has changed over the years. Where are we at right now? How would you define the state of the union? Because there's still a lot of eyeballs on the screen. I know you have social media and everything, but a lot of people still watch the news at night. A lot of people see what you're doing with these reports. And I Mm -hmm. know that things have evolved over time, but how would you describe it right now?
1: Well, you, you know, back in the day, 20 years ago, I've been, I've been doing this 32 years now. And I remember when I first started, it was like, all right, how many minutes do you need tonight? We got to, you have plenty of time. <laughs> we'll get it to you. <laughs> now, that was a small market. Uh, but even here in Houston at that time, they were getting more, more time. So the, definitely the time has changed. You don't get four or five minutes every night. We get about three minutes and you just got to really, you got to cover a lot still. You can't be everywhere, but you got to cover a lot and you've got to learn and make just make decisions on what's deserving of what time-wise. If you get three minutes, how much you giving the Texans? How much you giving uh, Astros or this and that? U of H, whatever it might be. And you just gotta. You've got. About th- I do three shows a day now. Um, sometimes four. I'm usually in the four. Sometimes the five and then the six, ten. So that's good for us. We're. I'm at an operate at KPRC two. Uh, they love sports. That's a great situation for me to be in. It's not that way for everybody. Uh, so I'm very blessed with that uh, situation for sure. And we do a Sunday night 30-minute show, Sports Sunday, that's been going since 1981, I think is when it launched. It's one of the longest-running shows in America because uh, it started right when that 30-minute wave started for shows nationally. And it was one of the first ones in the country to, to launch. So um, you've got to really learn. It's, it's, it's timing. Uh, your audience is not – got to learn – your audience you've got to learn new demographics um you know you're going to have more hardcore sports fans at 10 o'clock than you are at six o'clock so you got to tailor your stories to more human interest sometimes um that will hit home to that early audience um and in sunday nights we're on our sports sunday show we get really good ratings and it's a diehard hardcore sports audience so we know we can go more x's and o's with that so to me, it's just learning learning that and just uh, you use social media to cover stuff, but you also use it to, in our case, we got to drive people to our, our website, to our over-the-air coverage, to make them want more. And, uh, but you try to you try to tell them all. I mean, we're just not pro sports. At least my philosophy is not. Uh, I'm, obviously, we do a lot of pro sports. There's no doubt, but I, I, I like to mix college. I, do, I like to do a lot of high school. And uh, just to reach it, different demographic as much as you can. And uh, especially that young group, if most of the high school as popular as that is, if you can win them over now and they stay in H-Town, you know, you got a good chance of keeping them for a long time if you're
0: doing it right. What's it like being in the newsroom for the listener? Because people have seen this on TV. I mean, shows from the morning show to newsroom and you go back in the day, Mary Tyler Moore show, you have movies, <laughs> Anchorman, that's a comedy. I get it. But what is it like? What can you share with us? about what it's like to be part of that news team in the newsroom. Because you have a lot of people who aren't necessarily on the air helping out. It's a pretty big scene in there. Yeah. I'm not sure how many people we have in the newsroom. uh, Now that everybody's back post COVID, it's
1: a a full house in there every day. Um, You've got so many people. It's like, I tell everybody, you know, when you see a newscast on the air, you know, they just see people delivering, you know, they see us on the air delivering the product. Right. But None of that would happen without the time we put into it, obviously, but everybody else behind the scenes, producers, editors, photographers, um, uh, you know, directors, all the folks in the control room that make it. There's so many moving parts on a newscast. That's why when we get groups that come through here, they're, they're like wide eyed and they see it. If they come through like during the during our wheelhouse of a newscast. And I'm showing them the control room. That they're saying, "Wow, you know, it's pretty cool." And uh, there's so many moving parts, and all it takes is one weak link on a given day, and all things can go haywire. And um, so you got to really bring it. You got to be focused. Uh, time management's c- critical. You got to really balance your time to, uh, because, and you're always on a deadline, and uh, just make it happen. But everybody on the sports side of what we do. A little bit different than the news side, but sports—we wear many hats. I mean, I write all my stuff, and then I edit a lot of my stuff. But we have—we're I mean, a five-person crew. I think we're the largest in the city right now, as far as I know, uh, local station, uh, which I'm grateful for for all what we do. Um, and uh, everybody's got a got a role. And uh, if we're in a pinch, especially on Sunday night during football season, as you know. Uh, the, the grind of an NFL season those Sundays are challenging because then we have to put, all, put it all together for 30 minutes and um, there's a lot of things, to, a lot of boxes to check to make it go on the air but uh, the newsroom's a fun place to be. There's always a buzz. Uh, it's never really just quiet. You know, Sometimes you wish it was but um, it's always a lot of fun especially when breaking news is happening.
0: Plus you're like the coach's cradle. Don't you have at least three former employees doing sports talk radio full time right now and I mean, you got all this stuff because that's yeah. out there and Adam and Adam and uh, right. there are others as well have done TV <laughs> other places. Exactly. And uh, we have some of them on periodically on Sundays, especially when we have some guests on
1: Sunday nights. And uh, yeah, everybody's doing well, but we've got some good folks and, uh, you know, it's a uh, it never slows down. We got about one month a year, probably it slows down a little bit in June. You've only got really Astros going on, but uh, that's a good thing. I I'll take that any day. I love staying busy.
0: All right, Randy, one more for you. I don't know if we gave yep. air time to the most important show you do, which is Texans Game Day on Sunday morning. That's right. That's right. We love this it. This year it's gonna be Lovey Smith. It'll be great. I'm, yep. I'm looking forward to coming back on. But and we but, love by the way, we
1: love, we all everybody says, man, we love being a part of anything with the Texans and do, being able
0: to do that show. It's really we have a fun time putting that together and really connecting with uh,
1: in this case it'll be Lovey Smith this year.
0: Well, you guys are great partners for us. And uh, just tell me your thoughts on what you're seeing from the Texans right now after yeah. the hiring of Lovey, the draft, the steps they're taking toward 2022 and beyond. I really like
1: uh, the direction I'm seeing. Uh, you know, you watch uh, right now in the offseason from afar, maybe, maybe but uh, now we're getting into these mini camps and OTAs are coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun to be out there and watch these guys actually on the field. But knowing Lovey a little bit uh, prior to him becoming head coach, man, what a great – decision by the organization i think to move him up the experience he has what he's been able to do as a head coach i think the way he carries himself uh, he's already showing in the relationship with the players all the responses and reaction you're getting from the players it's just this guy is so fun to play for i'm excited to see that nick casario i think is doing an outstanding job as gm uh, and uh, put the pieces together you know it, it can't happen overnight i think it's a for fans, as you know, you just got to be patient. And uh, but they're taking those steps, and I love the, the 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 draft class they got from these guys. You've got several guys that are going to going to fit right in, and hopefully start immediately. Uh, is it going to be? Is everything going to be fixed? Like right now, no. But I think you're going to see progress. Uh, they've got a really tough schedule though coming up this year as well. And hey, I hope they keep piling up the wins and, and improving and. Uh, get these guys experience because it's only going to get better from here on out. Every team goes through it. Uh, it's peaks and valleys. They, they were uh, in the Valley. They're coming back up. And that's, I think that's the fun part is watching it come back. Mm-hmm. And I sense it. I don't know about you, but I sense it in the Houston community, uh, you know, from events we do and uh, stuff you're at as well, just the, the recent draft, I felt the buzz coming back and um, I really do. And I think people, mm-hmm. Uh, viewers, in our case, TV side, they want Texans coverage nonstop. Uh, and we're trying to give it to them. And I know you guys do an awesome job uh, with Texans.com as well. Um, I think it's back, and I think we'll hopefully we'll see results. But I, I, I definitely think it's moving in the right direction. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, excited to work a little bit with Lovey a little bit more on, this, on the game day show as well. And that's always fun, one-on-one with the coach. Get, get to see a little bit different side of them.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a great show, and uh, yeah, Lovey's awesome to work with. Randy, thanks so much for the time. We look forward to watching you more on Local 2. You got it. Thanks, Mark. There he is, Randy McElvoy, Local 2 Sports Director. Catch him on KPRC. Also a host of Texans Game Day Sunday mornings on KPRC Local 2 at 8.30 a.m. during Texans Sundays. Can't wait to get back into that. Have a great day, everyone, and check out all the other podcasts and info and content where you are right now, Texans app, or if you're not there, go there. It's fun. It's easy. It's delightful. Thanks for listening. Go Texans.